Teammate Radio is brought to you by Peaceful Warriors and Teammate Children's Stories, available on Amazon. We are Peaceful Warriors! So today, today's episode of Teammate Talks, we're having a discussion titled To Be or Not To Be. But it's going to be towards the end before that title starts to make a little bit of sense. What we're really talking about here is coordination. Coordination is about working together. We all think of balance, getting our hands and feet to work together. Some of us take it a step farther and think of coordination in terms of getting our brain and body to work together. That's very, very important for mental health. And then there's also the idea of coordinating in relationships, right? With our family, with our coworkers, with our neighbors, with people who see differently than us. There's lots of different levels of coordination. Now, the opposite of coordination is obviously going to be conflict. Conflict is when things are not working together but resisting each other. Now, since we're in martial arts school, I'm going to talk about physical first, right? When you get into the idea of conflict, you think the whole point is about resisting. This is something we see in beginners constantly. Beginners always trying to resist a punch being thrown at them, resist being pushed, resist doing these things. But one of the highest echelons of most martial arts styles considered a level of mastery is the ability to not resist and fight against your opponent, but to rather work with their movements to create the best possible outcome for yourself. Much the same way you've probably heard for life advice, right? When life gives you resistance, it's better to use what it gives you to create a better situation than it is to resist in it directly. So we talk about this when people go to pushes, when people go to punches and things along those lines. It's a lot easier to redirect that energy and keep it moving the same direction to throw somebody off balance than it is to resist that energy directly. I'm a small guy. I'm not going to just like resist some 200-pound guy's punch, but I will certainly have no fear of redirecting it and using that to throw off their balance. And that's kind of the, the upper echelon. So a lot of people think of what we do in martial arts as a concept of conflict. But actually, at the center of mastery of what we do is coordination, not conflict it's one of the highest forms of of martial arts that that you can get involved with is learning to coordinate with your opponent's movements rather than against them now the thing about this is this works in psychological warfare as well right if you have one of those people that likes to spread rumors about you if there's someone out there that's playing those kind of mind games with you or with the people that you associate with and things along those lines People that do that expect you to resist. And the second that you resist, they're going to call your resistance proof of what they've been saying. Now, I understand when you've done something wrong, resistance is the first natural instinct. But if we can learn to move around that and instead work with the rumors, work with the things they are saying and redirect them back to what the truth is, then you're going to have a far easier time in psychological warfare than you would by just resisting and, and, and screaming no and screaming the opposite. This is actually taught in political sciences in college. If you take a political political sciences class in college or university, they're going to teach the concept of taking attacks your opponent throws at you and instead of resisting them directly, redirecting them to swing them back around and put the attention back on the other person. And this is, again, a form of coordination. It's using coordination to end conflict. 
And it's a very difficult concept to grasp for a lot of people, but it's really, really important. So it works in physical warfare, works in psychological warfare. Really, we do the same thing to keep kids on track on a task. We do. Right? So instead of saying, hey, stop what you're doing, get back to what you're supposed to be doing. Which is going to make them think about the thing they're not supposed to be doing and continue to do the thing they're not supposed to be doing. 100%. We find a way to redirect them back towards what we want them to be doing instead mm-hmm. like oh hey that is really really cool now let's see how cool it is when we can do this right and get their attention drawn back where it needs to be and right. that's and that's using coordination as a teaching tool so a lot of people don't realize that coordination can be used in so many different ways you know most of us just think of it as two things working together oh that sounds simple but have you ever thought about how that's applied right it can be applied in so many complex ways and in so many uh, different situations that it's it's really quite amazing what can come out of it so the next thing i was going to get into unless you had something else to add right here no sir the next thing i was going to get into is um one of the biggest walls i guess I, i think is a good way to put it one of the biggest walls between coordination and conflict is ego. One of the things that turns coordination into conflict is ego. The sense that I want to be right. I want to be the best, right? And if we get too locked into that sense, right, that that I want to be right, then we will tend to forego coordination and instead go with conflict. Now, it's okay to want to be right. And if you know you're right, you know you're right. But you can use a coordination style approach to bring things back around by explaining your side rather than causing conflict. The thing you have to ask yourself in these situations is, is my desire to be right overshadowing my desire to find the best solution? And I think a lot of people run into that when they get into arguments with their family, their spouse, their coworkers, and things like that, is that you end up with one or both or more than one person who has a much greater desire to be right because they want to get the fame for being right. They want to get the notoriety for being right, that they don't give any credence or very much thought to anyone else's ideas, except in the realm of trying to put them down, rather than actually looking at, hey, objectively, what would be the best solution, right? Now, me and Ms. Rose, we, we go through this a lot, right? There'll be times like, I have an idea about something, I express my idea. She has a different idea, she expresses her idea. And it starts off a little bit, usually with each of us trying to defend our own idea, until one of us finally goes, you know what, I can see where this other idea, or if we blend these two ideas, now let's look at the outcomes. And what I think, what I don't think of it as arguments uh, when it's us, because honestly, it's not usually arguments. What we usually do is take the two different ideas and we follow them and a mental path to fruition, right? We imagine the fruition. What are the pros? What are the cons? Now, let's take this idea. What are the pros? What are the cons? Now, each of these ideas, how can we minimize the cons and the pros? How can we play the ideas off against each other? And that's coordination. Now, sometimes it can appear to others like we're arguing. And in all reality, we're not. We're just we're just rolling through different possibilities of what can happen. It almost always ends with one of us going, you know what? This is the idea. This is yeah. the one, and we'll both we'll both know it when we come to it. Like this is this is the best option. This yeah. is really the one. And the thing is, is I do this with myself all the time too. I have these little conversations in my head between thinking uh, three different things might be really good ideas, but I try to compare those three things and walk through them. And at first, to, to anyone from the outside, it may appear that I'm arguing with myself, but in all reality, what I'm doing is I'm trying to coordinate 
the possibilities between these three ideas to figure out what's actually going to work the best, right? And, and so what all of this boils down to is being solution-oriented rather than ego-oriented or pride-oriented or problem-oriented. The, the key here is when you approach any problem, you have to remember what we talked about in another Teammate Talks episode. There is no right. There is no such thing as right. There's only better ways, worse ways, and occasionally you could say wrong ways, but there's never a right way. Right. There's lots and lots of different options. And then once you take that option and make a decision, you can never know what the other options would have planned out. Right. So you you, you can't look back at that. You've got to just roll with it. Now, so you take that decision and something goes wrong. Right. You realize you can't be like, oh, I'm going to stick with this because I have to be right. That's how businesses fail. When when the person running the business makes a decision, they want to be right. They can see all the red flags of how that decision was wrong, but they keep trying to make it right even though it was wrong instead of just going three weeks later going you know what i was wrong about this idea hey, team let's get back together yeah. and let's backtrack this. and choose a different option and move forward we had to do that recently on a couple of different things we had to go you know what this idea we had is not working out we need to back up and and you know it happens it happens but the key is remembering there is no right now of course that requires humility coordination requires humility it requires prioritizing the solution over prioritizing me being the one to give the solution. So prioritizing the solution over pride is really, really important. And that requires humility. It requires understanding that you are not the be all and end all of the situation. You are just another piece that's throwing in its piece of information and just as everyone else is. And maybe you are right. Maybe you do have the best idea. If it really is the best idea, then you shouldn't have to argue it. You can explain it on its merits and everyone else will see it's the best idea as well. I've done this with staff. You know, there's been times I've approached and been like, hey, I want y'all's opinion on this idea. But I'll throw the idea out there. I'll tell you why I think it's a great idea. And then everyone's just like, you know what? No, like I don't have another I don't have another opinion on this idea. I think you're right. I think it's a good yeah. idea. And, you know, you don't you, you can you can put it out there on its merits rather than than trying to die by the idea just because you want to be right. And this requires humility. Humility does not mean putting yourself down. A lot of people think of it that way. Humility does not mean thinking of yourself as less than anyone else. Humility is simply not thinking of yourself as more than anyone else. There's a fine line there, right? When it comes to the team, I need my team that I work with to be able to pick up where I might be lacking one day. Mm-hmm. Or to, if something happens, to be able to go, hey, why don't you step to the side? I've got this. you know. And I need us to be coordinated without going, well, I have to be the one that takes care of all of that. Because that's honestly the road to burnout. Yeah, like, and, that's, and you can be... You know, you can be proud and be humble. Like I can be proud of the fact that I am, I am an above average problem solver. Uh, and that mostly comes down to not any particular special mental ability. It mostly comes down to my ability to stick to a problem longer than most would. And just keep bowling it over more than most would, right? And I can be proud of that, but I can also be humble enough to recognize when this person over here has a better idea to solve the problem than I've come up with yet, right? Because I can recognize that maybe eventually I would have came up with that solution, but I can also recognize that it's a lot cooler that someone else came up with it sooner so I don't have to spend the next three hours working on it, right? 
There's nothing wrong with that. And I can say you can be proud and be humble. So this is about coordination. So to be or not to be is the question about would you rather be right when you know that there's no such thing as right? Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy and find the best solution, right? Thank you for the comment, Miss Chantel. You need a team who can, you put the thing over, who can and will step in to handle the overflow of work. Yeah, not just the overflow, but to handle what they're good at handling, right? It's one of the things that I've really learned um, leading our team of teammates over at Peaceful Warriors Mm -hmm. is figuring out where each person's natural, innate ability and skill set fits in the best, right? So uh, let's take Miss Nana, for example. Right. Just as an example. Hi, Nana, by the way. Hi, Nana. She's on this video. (laughs) So Miss Nana is very, very good at getting people of all ages, particularly the kids, to take things a little more seriously. She's very, very good at letting them have fun, but cutting through the silliness a little bit. So where is the best place for Nana? A place where in the school, a place where she can work directly with uh, the sillier children and help them learn how to focus better because she has this this aura about it, right? She has this aura that gets kids to pay better attention um, in, in, in a strange way. So that's why she's out there with the level two tigers because with level one tigers, they're a lot more structured in play. But reason level two tigers I feel like works best is because that's the class when they begin to get more freedom. And so that silliness tends to come out more, which is okay. You can let them be silly and have fun. But Nana's presence keeps them tempered, right? And and she asks me all the time, isn't there something I should be doing right now? Should I be doing more? And I'm like, nope. Your presence is exactly what's needed on this floor. Just your presence. That's what's needed so here. So like how Crocodile Dundee would do this and mesmerize the animals. That's what Nana does with the mm. little ones. She just... <laughs> Let's take Mr. Moeller, for example. He's our level two, level three instructor. Mr. Moeller's quite young. But he's always had this extreme ability to take things a step farther. He's always had this great ability to problem solve as well, to learn a piece of knowledge and then find 10 new ways to apply it. So that's exactly why he's our level two and three instructor, because he knows how to take the material and take the curriculum and make it apply to so many different situations for so many people. He's able to take it so many steps farther that he's able to reach those that are in the more intermediate advanced level and show them a beginner thing they learned as beginners and show them 10 different ways to use it and 10 different situations to use it. So that's why he's there. So yeah, the idea is not just about having, you know, the team that can handle the overflow, but having a team that has a particular skill set to to quote the movie, have a particular skill set, a particular skill set and finding the place that they are both happy and that uses their skill set to the highest level that it can be used, you know? Um, and you know, it's not a lot. When I first started having, I guess the, the staff, I thought of it as, okay, it's to lighten the workload for myself. But then I realized that's a self-defeating mindset. It took me about a year to realize that that's a self-defeating mindset. It actually put me in depression. It put me into a pretty bad place of wondering what my worth was and where I fit into things anymore. And then I realized it's not about that. It's about it's not about taking the workload off of me. It's about freeing up my time to put my attention to the things they can't. So, or for the example, things that you are good at. That yeah. Or the things or the things that you guys won't have time to. Yeah. Right. So there always has to be that one person. Me and the show's talked about this when it comes to a team. There always has to be that one person 
who is able to step back and watch the whole thing so that they can see the bigger picture of how each of the pieces is working together with each other. And that way they can then go in and talk to each piece, each person in the staff, each class, and look at the curriculum and figure out where we need to bridge the gap and how we can bridge the gap between the several different things. Because you can have the best team in the world and have them in the best positions in the world and even have them good at working together. But unless you have that person that can step back and look at the big picture to make adjustments as it goes, then you're still gonna plateau yourself and only go so far. And then I realized it wasn't about taking workload off of me. It was about being able to put me into a different type of workload that the team also needs. Right. And for me, that was stepping back and helping everyone coordinate with each other a little bit better, because, I mean, each person every day has to put so much thought into what they're doing throughout that day, into what they're doing for that class, into what they're doing for each student, into what they're doing with their assistants. And and they have less time to put into the curriculum itself or, you know, how they're coordinating with the other floor or the other instructors and things like that. And that's a place where I step in. Right. To help things coordinate and, and, you know, keep things, keep things moving in a greased way. And then, you know, I also choose to do other things that I enjoy with my time. I love making some of y'all make fun of me and I get some I get some hater stuff from time to time. But I love making the goofy ad videos like it's one of my favorite things. And I kind of like the hate sometimes like I get a little frustrated by it. And then I and then I laugh it off and I, I kind of like it. It's a it's a it's a guilty pleasure. It's called a guilty pleasure. I like doing the advertising. I like studying that stuff. I like studying psychology, which allows me to go through and make tweaks to the curriculum and pass those down down the system as well, right? I I like uh, working the budgets and money. I like the logic of that. I like trying to figure out exactly how much money we have so that I can figure out how much money we can spend on the community, how much money we can donate to other sports, how much money we can put on getting food to people who need it, how much money we can put into bringing in new students who can't afford it and things along those lines, right? So I have a different thing I focus on every day and um, that, that I've realized it's not about building a team that can do it without me. It's about building a team that, that has all the skills necessary for each specialized part, right? That's what it's really about. So it's about coordination. It's about not being right. This is why every big decision we do is this. now sometimes I'll have an idea and I'll run through it. And I'm like, guys, we're just going to do this. But most of the time I say, I bring everyone together and I say, hey, look, I was thinking this. This is why I was thinking it. What do you guys think? Does anyone have any better ideas? I I let everybody have a say. There's been times, plenty of times, that I thought I had a good idea and I wanted to back it, but it was downvoted. It was just outvoted by, by the rest of the staff. And I have to accept, have patience with and accept the wisdom of the team as a whole, right? And understand that I'm the person that trained each of these people to be part of the team. Some of them were trained by other parts of the team as well. But to understand that we put them, I, you know, they're in their positions for a reason. And so them being able to have a say, if I think an idea is good, but the majority of the staff doesn't think so or doesn't want to do it, I have to step back and I have to let go of my ego. And I have to understand that maybe they're right. Because they have as much, if not more, wisdom on the ground than I do. So they're going to have a better idea on what ideas are workable and what ideas are not. That's why I'm so big on, on honestly, our businesses run a little bit like a democracy. I'm so big on everybody getting a say in what we do and a vote and how it goes. So this all comes back to coordination and avoiding conflict, right? We talked about conflict being the direct resistance of things. That's when we get into the physical stuff in martial arts, that's the last ditch effort. 
that's when all other martial arts have broken down and it's headed to the physical fight. But even in that, the goal is to work with the movements, not against them. But before that is where real martial arts shines. And it's in using coordination to not have to have the conflict. It's in the ability of taking maybe, maybe just an example, maybe Miss Rose has an idea and her ego is attached to it. She wants to be right. Which right? may or may not happen. I could just sit here and tell her she's not right and tell her she's wrong and this, that, and the other, but that's going to cause conflict. I'm directly resisting her ego, her idea. Instead, I could discuss with her the merits and pros and cons of the idea and talk about why I think it would work, but also why I think it wouldn't and lead the conversation to allow her to make the decision that maybe her idea wasn't as great as she first thought it was. Because I can tell her her idea is not great, but she's going to resist that because of her ego. We are all wired that way. But if I can have a discussion with her that convinces her that her idea is not that great, and I don't have to convince her, a discussion that allows her to convince herself, oh, maybe there was this part I didn't think through all that well. But now I'm using coordination to end a conflict before there was ever a conflict. This is the biggest prize of martial arts. This is true mastery, right? The tools to defend yourself, but the tools to not have to. The tools to not have to. It takes a level of self-control, a level of awareness, and a level of detachment from your ego that most people never attain in their lifetime. Yep. Remember, it's okay to be in love with an idea, but you don't have to be married to it. No. So there's no point in being so bent on an idea that you lose yourself to the idea. I love the TV show Supernatural. You think that's all I watch, though? Am I only going to watch that show for the rest of my life? Am I just going to watch it constantly? No. No, yeah, no. I've already already watched them all a couple few times over the years. But the point is, I'm going to watch it all the time. I don't have to marry myself to that idea just because it's something I enjoy. doesn't mean it has to be something that I do all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. So you got anything else to add to this, Ms. Rose? To be or not to be? That is the question. Do you want to be right or do you want to find the best solution? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Up your problem-solving skills and you'll get there, right? Right? Do you want to – and the thing is, is you can be right and still use your coordination to convince others of your idea and avoid conflict. That is actually, you know, something else that's taught in political sciences. You know, using using your ideas to let others convince themselves that you're right instead of just saying, I have the best ideas. Many of the best people in politics is what they do. Yeah. They They – convince people to convince themselves that the idea is good and you know the thing is that i've learned i i have learned and i'm continuing to work on through the years is that i don't have to like the best idea no it doesn't have to be my favorite idea but you but can I still can weigh it out and recognize that it might be the best yeah idea. like this isn't my favorite thing but i also see in the long run this is going to be the thing that's the best mm-hmm. way to do or sometimes it. there's two ideas that, that having trouble mm-hmm. like deciding between and maybe you like one more than the other but maybe the team votes the other one well that's okay they both have the same merits and you have to understand that maybe just because i like this one doesn't mean we can't try this one and you know what if three weeks down the road it turns out this seems to be a mistake we've lost a couple students we didn't do right by somebody bam let's go back to the first idea yep. it's not the end of the world nope. making a decision is not the end of the world nope not at all all right so that's our our newest teammate talks episode remember you can check out our podcast anywhere you get your podcast by searching hashtag teammate talks and uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that subscribed. I mean, it's pretty cool. We're, we're a little over a month over, and we already have over 60 subscribers across all the channels. 
which I know I know on a nationwide stage that doesn't seem like much, but the average podcast nationwide only has a hundred subscribers, and that's usually they've been going for years. This is in our first month and a half we've reached sixty subscribers nationwide. I feel like that's pretty cool. I think it was too. I think it's really really cool. I don't know what you guys like about hearing us talk about stuff, but I really appreciate all the support and all the likes and comments and shares on our posts and all of our social media pages recently. You can find us on TikTok at Peace Warriors OK. You can find us on Instagram at Peace Warriors MA. You can find us obviously on Facebook as well. And YouTube, um, YouTube uh, you can find YouTube, Amazon. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about podcasts. I'm just talking about where yeah. you can find our social medias. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've started this new thing of showing you guys. I want to show you guys just how grateful we are for all that support. So you might have noticed if you follow any of our social medias how uh, we've begun occasionally tagging and calling out somebody in a comment and saying that we, we've noticed that they've been commenting on our things. We've noticed that they've been interacting with our things and how much we appreciate it. I want to, I want to show everybody exactly how much we appreciate all all of that help because a small business like ours that's that's our only leverage in this world in business our only leverage is our reach on the internet which is directly related to how many people decide to react comment or share on our material or listen to our podcasts and things like that so we really appreciate and very 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 grateful for all that because we could not be doing this without you i've seen so many comments pop up recently of um you know awesome I want to say the word reviews, I guess, or, yeah. or awesome stories of, of how people have experienced our classes. And and I love hearing those. I love hearing those because I don't get to spend as much time on the big inner floor anymore. Our students know that. I occasionally pop in over there just to watch for a few minutes, and I might even give a little speech here and there. But I, I end up having to spend the majority of my time um, on the other floor, making sure everything's straight there. The beginner floor, we're grateful to have had. Um, it, it's staffed with uh, most of our longest longest time teammates, longest time employees, with the exception of Nana, who keeps the help keep the back floor stable for us, and so you know I don't have to keep as close of an eye on it. You guys do a wonderful job. Miss Rose and her team does a wonderful job, and they've been at this for a really really long time. And they they each have different personalities and different personality traits that really bring a lot to the floor and give a lot to the kids. We're still building that on the back floor, but I think we've got people coming into the wings that are very very Capable. good for yeah. this, very very good for our students. So. All right. Anything else you wanted to add about coordination? No, sir. All right. Until we see you guys again, be the best teammates you can be. And be be the, best. the best at being you. We almost didn't coordinate that very well. Teammate Radio is brought to you by Peaceful Warriors and Teammate Children's Stories, available on Amazon. We are Peaceful Warriors!